You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris. And Allie Krieger. And you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians. The Cooligans, <laughs> bitch. All right, look at this. Oh, I should have done like cheerio. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes, look at this. It's a, 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 a podcast exclusive, a new venture, a new journey. Damn. <laughs> yeah, really sold it. <laughs> That's right, yo. We're talking Premier League. Why? Because, yo, the Brits need love too. And so do Euro snobs. You know what I mean? Brits need love. Brits need dentists. They need it all. <laughs> they, they need sun <laughs> to give them one day of sun. Uh, no, hello, everybody. Yes. We're already talking presently. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so, uh, hello, everybody. Welcome uh, to the Cooligans. Yes, the, so our TV show is uh, on hiatus for two weeks. There are, uh, Fubo TV is going on vacation, a much-needed vacation, but the podcast. The TV show went to, went to uh, uh, Kilimanjaro to find themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're gonna drink. They're gonna drink ayahuasca. <laughs> I don't know what the show's ayahuasca or ayahuasca. I don't know. It's probably ayahuasca, bro. <laughs> uh, yes. So yes, we are the cool again. My name is Christian Polanco. Alexis Guerrero. All right, we are your favorite stand-up comedians uh, that host the funniest soccer podcast that you have ever listened to. You said soccer. You heard us, Premier League fans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it's not just the funniest soccer podcast. It also happens to be the gulliest. Ah, ah. Correct. So sure. the, 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 the soccer Premier League uh, is going to be the focus uh, today. Uh, so. Already we've upgraded the Premier League. Look at that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, like I was, um, uh, I was uh, mentioning, we've mentioned this uh, in the past. Uh, you know, a lot of people are like, yo, I, you know, I don't really watch anything besides the Premier League. Why don't you talk about the Premier League a little bit more? Um, so this is what, uh, this is our appeasement uh, to those people. So finally, this is our way of saying, please leave us alone. Okay. <laughs> so, Clearly, look, we have an Everton fan. He's wearing the Everton hat. I am an Arsenal fan, and as an Arsenal fan, I hate the team. Uh, that's what we're supposed <laughs> to have. <I'm, laughs> you know? That's how it works. Yeah, dude. No one hates Arsenal more than Arsenal fans. Even Tottenham guys are like, relax. <laughs> Buddy, you're taking, it too, you're taking it too hard on your own team there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, Tottenham fans are like, you know, for us, it's just a strong dislike. I really, I don't understand. How we... <laughs> you guys, you're going to. You're gonna, dude. You're getting hemorrhoids. You hate this team so much. You're gonna pop a hemi. Yeah, man. And and Arsenal, uh, they've been having uh, a, a definitely a, a roller coaster of a uh, just ever since the the Premier League made its return. I mean, you know, losses, wins, uh, you know, almost almost upsets. Uh, so it's it's at the very least been pretty entertaining. I think being an Arsenal fan, right, you you went into COVID undefeated in 2020. And I know everyone's like, wait a minute, the season starts in September. We off that. <laughs> this is this is the apertura and, and the clausura now. Right? <laughs> and in the clausura, we was doing great. OK, for those of you who don't know, if you really are only a Premier League fan, a lot of other leagues, especially Latin America, split up the season between the fall and the uh, beginning of the, of the next year. That said, uh 
if you look at Arsenal after coming back, like it's been, I don't even want to say it's topsy turvy. It's just, it seems like Unai Emery is still in charge of the team. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I think you that- would. <laughs> we got demolished. We lost. They Brighton did the double on us, dog. <laughs> Do you have any idea how embarrassing that is? And I say yes because you're an Everton fan. I yeah, I know about em- embarrassing, uh, you know, uh, you know, results uh, from time to time. But uh, Brighton to Brighton Beach at home and away—that's wildly embarrassing. I mean, Brighton is not some uh, pushover. Uh, yes, they are. Literally everything you're about to say, they are. <laughs> I would not say that. I, I think they have. Uh, look, I mean, the, the teams that are essentially from like. 12 to 20 on the table we know the the, their approach when they play anyone else it's like let's let's defend uh you know brighton burnley southampton uh they're all they all kind of have a very similar strategy is like let's just survive another year in the premier league bro brighton is 15th like if it wasn't for that win they'd kind of maybe not really but they'd kind of be in a struggle for relegation, <laughs> you know what I mean? They'd be within the relegation zone. Of, of yeah, you you know math, Alexis. <laughs> you understand? Well, and then, okay, well now that my head hurts from doing that math, <laughs> they're at thirty three. Uh, Born Bournemouth is at uh, twenty seven. So if you take away that Arsenal win, that's thirty points. They're essentially within a three point window of of relegation, and that's the team that did the double against Arsenal. So yeah, as an Arsenal fan, we have the right to bitch about that, regardless of the fact that you're like, oh, but they played defense. Who cares? We're supposed to be better than that. <laughs> and in the FA Cup, we just about beat Southampton. Just about. We needed a late winner from a substitute. And a guy who looks like he's definitely trying to bang your mom. <laughs> okay? And Danny Ceballos. <laughs> Look, he's handsome. I mean, you wouldn't. Oh, you're not gonna. Just look at that hair. It didn't even move. The guy was running, and it doesn't move. <laughs> look, your your mom could be with somebody worse. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, she did choose worse for sure. I mean, at least this. If the Danny Sabayas was like that, yeah. at least I get to see him once a week. <laughs> your existence is the the example of your mom making poor choices. So, uh huh. No, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. And what I hope is I'm somewhat like him, just to. Annoy her even more. <laughs> but we had we. I mean, look. I think we should. Start, let's stop talking about Arsenal for a hot second. We'll get to Arsenal. I think we should obviously start by congratulating Liverpool. They won the league, well deserved. What are they? Two wins away, essentially. You can you start. can congratulate Liverpool. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to give you pain here. Okay. <laughs> Liverpool, I think, was the most dominant team I've seen since City had that run where they essentially won the league, like. What like six weeks in? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but is is so the arguments now, right? Jordan, uh, Jordan, Jordan Klopp, Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> <laughs> I just made him super English. Uh, Jurgen Klopp, right? Everyone was like, "Oh, he doesn't win anything. He doesn't win anything. He's not that great of a coach. He's not that great of a manager." Well, he won the Champions League, and now he won the he won the domestic title, right? Take that. And you take Pep Guardiola. And who's the last great manager in the Premier League? You probably have to say Mourinho, right? So out of those three, if you were starting a club today, who would you rather have? Would you start it with Pep, Klopp, or Mourinho? Um, if I was starting one today, I would have to go with Pep. Uh, I think 
Klopp is definitely uh, he's already proven to be a world class manager, and obviously in these uh, what four years uh, that he's been there, to to he does something to 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 motivate teams that I think is is kind of unmatched, and I think that when it comes to uh, uh, hyping up, you talking your, about Pepper Klopp. Klopp. I'm talking about. I'm, I'm giving a compliment to Jurgen Klopp because I, I do think what he has done is incredible. But when it comes to straight up consistency, everywhere he goes, every team having a clear system, knowing what players immediately fit in that system, I, I'm going to have to go with the track record of, of Pep Guardiola. I, I don't see why. <laughs> I mean, again, I think. Here's my. Oh, go ahead. The, the, the new hot trend. Is Jurgen Klopp, of course. Uh, he's he, what he's been able to do this uh, this year's is unbelievable. And, and uh, whether it's you know last year winning the ch- winning Champions League or being in the finals two years in a row, uh, says a lot about the character of Liverpool, uh, the the club and and their players. Uh, and and not all of them are, you know, everyone hasn't been you know Trent Alexander Arnold, you, you know. With, with, I, look, if Jurgen Klopp doesn't go to Liverpool, I don't think Trent Alexander-Arnold has the same career that he's that, that he's having right now. So I think he's definitely done something uh, to, to that degree to kind of inspire and motivate players. But Pep is just Pep, man. I mean, you saw I mean, you saw when Arsenal played against City. All right. I mean, look, right. dude, it's just that we don't have to bring it up. <laughs> they're yeah. so good. They're, I mean, everybody's just like on board. It's not to say that. Manchester City doesn't have its weaknesses, but bro, it's it's Here's, unreal. Manchester City definitely has weaknesses, but generally it's when when uh, Pep Guardiola's system collapses. If if the machine is running the way Pep wants it to run, it's unstoppable, yeah. right? Jurgen Klopp, I think, in a very similar way, but the difference is is that he makes players better. You, you know, Pep Guardiola has to find players that fit in his system. Now, look. Kunagüero is going to get goals regardless of where he is. But if he's in a system where he's constantly getting fed balls in perfect position to score, he's going to be an even better player. Jurgen Klopp, Trent Alexander is one good example. Dude, Jordan Henderson looks good. And look, I mean, Jordan Henderson is an incredible. I, I, that's first of all the captain. I get it. He's an incredible sort of leader. But I would put his leadership above his footballing skills, right? His footballing skills are kind of, I mean, we know who he is. You know what I mean? Like, if he were up for sale, I wouldn't want him on Arsenal. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, yeah, he's not a flashy player by any means, but the, every squad. Flashy, I, I would almost go to say he's not a great player. I don't think he's a great player. I think he fits a system, and I think he also rises to occasions. I mean, But it, I wouldn't, in, a, in a vacuum. It's a stretch to be like he's not a great player because that's too vague. It's vi- not a stretch. It's too vague. It's too vague. Find me, what's a Jordan Henderson highlight? What is a Jordan Henderson <laughs> highlight? Him heading the ball he, and him yelling after scoring. <laughs> that's a Jordan Henderson highlight. The dude's not doing anything special. He's kind of a throwback. You know what I mean? He's a But you tough, need those guys on a I'm team to succeed. Don't. What I'm saying is, Jurgen Klopp took that and made him great. He made him good enough to be the captain of a side that's not only won Champions League, but also won the Premier League. So he deserves some credit. I think if, and also, I can't forget, remember when Torre was was so mad about him not getting the birthday cake? I don't remember this, no. This was yeah, a while you're talking back. about Yaya. 
Yeah, this was uh, this was like right at Pep Guardiola's at the beginning of Pep Guardiola's like reign. He was upset that he didn't get a birthday cake. And then if you do some research, it turns out he was like it was bigger than that. Like he Pep doesn't he was saying like Pep doesn't care about his players as much. He was like being like, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this. It could have been a different situation, but I do know he <laughs> forgot to get his cake. Anyway, look, they do never got a cake. How dare he? Talk- I mean, look at this. I mean, the disrespect towards, you know, one of your one of your players. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but remember, there were talks about him coming to NYCFC because he didn't get a fucking birthday cake. <laughs> I mean, I remember we're like, yeah, Pep, stop giving people birthday cake. This is the last straw. I will not. <laughs> if I've ever somehow connected to a soccer player more, it's a guy who didn't get what he thought he deserved food-wise and decides, I'm out of here. Uh, but the guy didn't get his birthday cake. And then after that, it was like all these talks about how Pep doesn't really care about his players. Like he uses them as pawns. He'll lie to his players to get them to go along like that kind of stuff, which maybe that's part of man management, but Klopp is beloved. Even people who hate Liverpool love Klopp. I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people. I, 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 you know, you, I think a lot of people would, after seeing all the interviews he's done, seeing uh, like the press conferences, he is uh, uh, an incredibly, empathetic man that's a that's the best sense i get even when uh Dude's dancing around in tidy whiteies after you win <laughs> that's what you want but even though even when uh, like coronavirus started um uh, the, a lot of the, the the reporters were asking questions about like how is this going to affect football and what do you think and all this stuff and he's like football is the last thing on my mind i'm focused on people's health and they're way more they're more important questions that i cannot answer i'm just basing all my knowledge on on the information i'm getting so uh it, it's so when you hear stuff like that, I'm like, oh, the dude is a rational human being that understands that soccer is not going to solve every single problem that that we have. So yeah, well, Mourinho would say it was a conspiracy, <laughs> you know, against his team winning. Mourinho <laughs> is the Trump of the Premier League, right? <laughs> the Trump? I mean, no, that's a bit of a stretch because he he's no, not self involved. He called himself the special one. Okay. Right? He said he calls other people, uh, Arsene Wenger, the master of failure, <laughs> right? Okay. I think he's I, I think he's the closest thing to Trump in the Premier League. He has, yeah, he has definitely Trump-isms, uh, but without the, the, you know, the being a straight-up bigot. So that's that helps. <laughs> well, yeah, look, I'm not calling Mourinho a bigot. I don't know him personally, right? But what did, uh, you know, he said with the reason he gets hired for jobs is because he wins Trump. When he was trying to get elected the first time he kept saying, you're going to, he said, sitting, he kept saying, you're going to win so much. You're going to be tired of winning. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. All this, uh, America winning is exhausting, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we start, dude, it's going to be great. <laughs> um, but I think, dude, I think I figured it out. I think Mourinho, personally, the reason I say all this is to say, I would rather have Klopp as my manager. If Arsenal was looking for a manager right now and it was between Mourinho, Klopp, and Pep, a lot of fans would go Pep because his system seems to fit. First of all, I mean, we kind of got Pep light already by having Mikel Arteta, but it seems like his system fits the Arsenal style. But I personally would rather go for someone like Klopp. So you would, or, you, so you would be okay with Arsenal really changing the, uh, the, their style of football that they've played the last 20, 25 years? 
They already have. If you look at it, they already have. They're already way more direct than they used to be. It's not just the four two three one. I mean, they're they're already changing things. I think now we're doing more of a four three three, and I know it sort of morphs. I would love a three person back. I know we tried it again. It's the only way David Luis even looks good. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he looked kind of good. Uh, it was so frustrating because I'm just waiting. I was like, go ahead, Luis, it up, baby. Let me down, buddy. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you know you're gonna do it. It's like a poor kid wakes up at Christmas and what does he do? Go smokes a cigarette there's no gifts you know what i mean <laughs> knows it already you know <laughs> just a nine-year-old out there smokes he's like, yeah he's like i don't I, I don't expect much out of kringle all right <laughs> yeah. let me guess i made the bad list to get there, huh? <laughs> not bad for a nine-year-old <laughs> oh my god so look yeah i would um you know as a new you know i'm not a fan of arsenal but i like watching them uh definitely the arsenal of old uh you know even old like five years ago uh you know you you have those 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 incredible highlights with between those link-up plays between uh uh ozo between uh, uh Giroud, uh um ramsey like just like when it comes to our, you know Arteta, like there's amazing uh, quality and and just a fun style of play that they really haven't recreated uh, in in quite a while. All of Arsenal's success, I think, comes in two waves. One, it begins with Arsene Wenger making changes. And a lot of people have said this. I'm not the first one. Everyone's like, yo, Arsene Wenger was the first one to figure out you could use black players. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> the English were like, what? No. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, is this allowed? It was There's it? probably a rule against this. Um, I mean, let's just check the archives. It's a pretty old rule book. Uh, They're like, <laughs> but he also brought <laughs> Just get the dust off of it. I got like, to look. It's written in quail, uh, in quail feather but we gotta like i think he was also he also changed the system like i i think and klopp did the same thing for liverpool when klopp came in their breakfasts were still the players were eating full english breakfasts <laughs> it's like dog you can't eat that if you're a professional soccer player leave that to us <laughs> leave that to people who blow their knees out from medically being told they were sitting on the couch too much okay hey, man, yeah it's, it's, it's dangerous out there be careful I, some of us are really, really pushing the <laughs> limits on our body. Okay. You're doing it in a different way. You can't eat a full English. When, when, uh, uh, Arsene Reagan came in at halftime, they were eating beans on toast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Putting fried beans on toast. My guy, you, are you trying to win by farting? How are you trying to win, dog? No, the farts will accelerate and, yeah. uh, uh, you know, your pace, uh, <laughs> turbo boost, baby. <laughs> I think the only one to really hold on to it was Wilshire who was smoking cigarettes in the showers you know, after the matches. He was the only one who really held Where's on Wilshire to it. Where's Wilshire now? Is he, he's at West Probably Ham? Probably in a gurney. That <laughs> Oft injured. He's at West Ham, I think. Uh, so yeah, there's a, uh, there's, yeah, look, there's, People can have that debate of like anybody would want Klopp right now. Nobody, you you wouldn't be able to say no. But there is for the, for those you know big teams. They, they, if Everton was looking, so Everton is on the cusp of being a big team always, perpetually top half, bottom of the of the top half of the. Bro, of the, the game, early right? 1900s were great for us. <laughs> I okay? mean, the, I, why you know, why are you trying to back. erase our history, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Put up a monument. <laughs> uh, if you look at Everton, right? Look at the players you have, right? You've got a Wobi, and you've got Just, Wildcat is probably on his way the out. The washed up Arsenal players. You could say it. 
Yeah. Uh, you've got our secondhand players and we suck. Uh, <laughs> right. You've got some pretty exciting players like Davies and who's the dude? Uh, Callum. Callum uh, Lewin. Do- Do- Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin. Right. You've got some young, exciting players. Right. Uh if you look, you don't have Asamoa Youngman anymore, right? What was his name? Asamoa? Uh, Adamola Lookman. Adamola Lookman. Lookman. He's, you don't have him he, anymore, He's right? at uh, Rebel Leipzig. I, I don't know if it was alone or sold, but he's not at Everton right now. But the point is you've got young, exciting players. You take, but certainly you don't have a huge budget. Would you fare better in the next three years? And remember, that's when Mourinho usually wins with regardless of what garbage you give him, right? <laughs> Would you fare better if right now you hired Pep, Mourinho, or Klopp? Um, with, the, with the players that Everton has, I think they could do better with Klopp over, uh, over Pep uh, or, or Mourinho. Oh, you know what? Maybe they, Mar- they, they might be an all right Mourinho team. I'm trying to think. They've got speed. They're pretty good on a counter. Yeah, they, I mean, they definitely, they just need, uh, look, w- ever since Lukaku left, there there is no real world-class striker up front. There isn't anyone you could, you know, and not and look, and it, I'm not necessarily putting Lukaku on this pedestal, but the dude is good, right? Let's just, like, let's not be crazy. I know that Manchester United the fans, they get mad. was at Everton. Yes, they get mad at, you know, he wasn't he wasn't great, uh, you know, first touch this and, and whatever, uh, at Manchester United, but Lukaku was a absolute baller for Everton, and and he was the one one of the few uh, uh like bright spots in uh, arguably like the last decade uh for, for Everton. So some would say that he got uh what's his name the the coaching job at uh, the management job at uh, Manchester United, but uh, Moyes. Oh, they yeah yeah. Uh, so look, I, I, I think, yeah, Mourinho might do all right, but again, like the, the, the kind of co- confusion that he brings to any well, why club, would you pick Pep, though? why wouldn't I pick Pep? I, I, I don't think Everton players are good enough and I don't think Everton could bring in the, the quality of players that Pep requires. To- so then uh, that makes my point. I, that makes my point that Klopp is a better manager than Pep. Certainly can't be proven on stats alone. And if you look at the stats, yeah, Pep Guardiola is going to have more trophies. His trophy closet's more full. But can who can take a player pool like Everton and make them better? Maybe not win the league good, but make them better. I think Klopp would have a better shot than Pep because Pep needs his players and his system. And if I what, Pep needs to manage a shit team. Right. Pep needs to go manage, you know, Brighton or something or do what Sheffield United did. You know, take a bunch of players no one's ever heard of. And all of a sudden they're incredible on the I ball. Mean, I just I think you're I think you're you're uh, being a little too dismissive of what Pep has done. And it's not easy where at Barca, Bayern and Manchester City. Endless, endless pool of money. <laughs> top of the league. Each one. I mean, what did what he has never proven himself at a level <laughs> other than the top. It's still not easy to do that because you still are going up against incredible teams. Pep, uh, Pep did have to go against Real Madrid and 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 compete there. So it's not like it was just a given uh, that you know that he was successful sort of wherever he went because he had you know the the, the bankroll uh, to do it. It's still hard to do that. So yeah, but but is that the same? 
could Pep have taken over Liverpool? Liverpool, well, Liverpool look, didn't have a ton of money. Liverpool has won the they won the Premier League, they won Champions League once each i mean in the in Klopp's time so i'm saying he is he is good and he might be for in the future he might be better than pep or he might have a better uh, uh career i don't think so because i i think it is i think it's harder to do what pep has done at several different clubs even if it might have been yeah they, they had the money to do it but it's harder to do what pep has done in several different clubs in in, in different countries than it is to do what Klopp is doing in these last two years. That is Completely my disagree. argument. If look what Klopp did to Jordan Henderson, turned him into not only the captain, but he's being considered for Premier League Player of the Year, and he's not even top five on his own team. Okay, <laughs> if you if if Pep Guardiola walks into a new team and Jordan Henderson is on there, I'll tell you what Jordan Henderson is doing by the end of the year. He's going to be the best groundsman, okay? <laughs> he's going to be the number one groundsman on that crew. He is going to have all the gumption. and the He's going to be the captain of the grounds crew. <laughs> he will be aerating that. He will be spreading the, the that green sand so it doesn't look like there's a divot. The kid's going to have a lot of a big future in the grounds crew. He would not be playing soccer. He'd be uh, in, the, in the champions uh, championship. And now I, he wouldn't be in the Champions League. I want to I, I at least acknowledge uh, so, uh, Glenster in the chat who says Pep, Pep needs excellent players. Klopp needs excellent effort, which is I, I 100% agree with. Yeah. Frankly, this whole segment could have been 30 seconds long <laughs> if we would have just read that. <laughs> we both could have shook our hands and walked away. They're, look, they're both good at what what they do. But again, I think if, if Manchester City plays Liverpool 10 times, I think Manchester City is winning more of those times. That's yeah, I disagree. That's all. I mean, look, but over time, it, it it changes. You know, I mean, whatever injuries and and like uh, adjusting to new styles of play and 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 whatever. It is a it, uh, to to be so concrete about like who who is the better manager is is it. There's a bigger conversation and it's a bit more nuanced than simply, uh, you know, who is better right now. Pep has done incredible things that cannot be discounted. Uh, and even though Klopp is incredibly gifted and very talented, he there's still a lot more left in his career career to kind of figure out. Anyway, I I, I disagree. I will say I disagree because you can't take a trophy closet that was so heavily funded and, and managing the greatest teams and compare that to something like Klopp did, which is take a team that hasn't won in 30 years and turn them into quite possibly the most popular team in the world right now and what looks like are going to be a perpetual giant and he could literally take anyone well he could, I, he could take i hate when people and make him look i good. hate when like hasn't won in 30 years sure but liverpool is still one of the biggest brands in world football and they've also won champions league in what they won what in 2006 or something like that or like they they've won before it's not like they winning champions league is not is not nothing just because you know i know liverpool fans are like oh we haven't won the league in forever but winning champions league is a, a huge deal and are i mean you can have the debate over what is more difficult winning the Premier League or winning Champions League. That's a whole other conversation. But to be like if my the English care more about the league itself. Yeah, yeah which is fine. But to be like my and my club, my club has had no success. We've been our hearts have been broken. We've been as they're polished as their European <laughs> trophies. What are you talking about? <laughs> me and me dad and me mom waiting 
30 years, besides all the other parades we had, we wanted this specific parade. Yeah, yeah. I, nothing, nothing means anything uh, unless we, we, you know, have that uh, particular trophy. But whatever, you know, the, the, the diamond encrusted jewelry I'm holding here. Why are you paying attention to this? This is nothing. <laughs> I just thank God they didn't go undefeated, okay? Invincible is all Arsenal fans have left. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, next up, uh, you want to... So, yeah, you did mention Jordan Henderson and uh, Player of the Year. So I, I think a lot of times people have a, a tough time uh, giving the... You know, I've, he has not won Player of the Year, but that is... People are talking about that, that, that he's going to... That alone is the accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> that, he should get a printout of him being considered yeah. for Player of the Year, and that should be enough. So, Jordan Henderson... A lot of times, this is like when Luka Modric won the Ballon d'Or. A lot of times, people have uh, discomfort, and when when you look at the stats and you see, you know, either Ronaldo or Messi with you know seventy goals for the year, and then a midfielder with four goals and seven assists or something <laughs> wins the Ballon d'Or, people are like, "What? <laughs> How was that league?" <laughs> but look, there there are things to uh, to the game that aren't can't always be quantified, and that's you know. Uh, why Luka, Luka Modric won uh, the Ballon d'Or that year, and this is this seems like another example of that. If, if Jordan Henderson does win, it, it feels like all right. Well, the, the acknowledgement of like it's not just about goals and assists. It's a it's a, a you know either a defensive effort uh, or defensive statistics and stuff like that. So uh, defensive it, work rate only should matter if you're the best defender on that team. Okay. And that clearly goes to <laughs> Virgil van Dyke without a question. Virgil van Dyke is more important to Liverpool than Jordan Henderson is to the Henderson family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you take Virgil van Dyke off that Liverpool team, do they win the league? Do they win? So they are up what twenty three points at the moment. This no, 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 no. no I'm not saying if you take him off <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> if George, if if Virgil Van Dyke never is on this team this year, maybe he gets an injury in the first first game. He's not on the team. Do they win the league? I think they win the league, but not by as much as that's what point I was going to make. They win the league, but not by as much as they're uh, they're no. winning it by. They don't win the league. They might finish top four. They may be finished top four. Really? They do not win the okay, league. Yeah. Virgil van Dyke is that important. So if Jordan Henderson disappears <laughs> and decides <laughs> to not show up ever this year, they win the league with a with the same resounding effect that they do now. And I know he's a great captain. And I know he has an incredible defensive work rate. But who gives a shit when it doesn't, that's it? it doesn't, that's Alexis's logic. But who gives a shit? It's not. It's Klopp, not. Klopp is already a, a great leader. You don't need two great leaders. It's nice to have. If they don't put the cherry on your Sunday, are you gonna lose weight? No. All right. You Look, I'm, hold on. I'm an Everton fan, and I have to defend Jordan Henderson. This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when when Luka Modric won Ballon d'Or, he was undoubtedly the best midfielder in the game, especially the best uh, midfielder in his position and doing what he does in the game that year. As some would say, probably going back maybe even a few years before, like he had deserved at least to get a nod 
two to three years before that. And you know how difficult that is for me to admit because that man comes from Tottenham, okay? Mm. I don't want to give them any credit, you know? Jordan Henderson, name me another top five club that would want Jordan Henderson on them right now. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I think a lot of clubs would want Where did he would come City, from? Would City want Jordan Henderson? Would City want Jordan Henderson? Um... I think he could fit. He could do. He can be the. Not does he fit with a want Fernandinho him. role? Yeah, I think so. I I think so. You're you're out of your mind. <laughs> you There's just no you just help. don't you like the British he, say you don't rate Henderson. Okay, great. No, it's, it's how does he play along in that team? Fernandinho can at least pass the ball. Jordan Henderson. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a doable passer, but I wouldn't say he's great with the ball at his feet at all. Uh, sure. I, I don't, I, so, again, does he fit on city. No, <laughs> like you got to look at the facts. Does he fit on city city? Wouldn't pay. If you gave him to free for city, they'd be like, all right, we'll take him." Right. He's a captain of a league winning team, but they're not going to pay 50 million for him. Uh, right. I, I agree. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know his value per se. I mean, you, it, just look at the facts. Who are the top five teams? City, you got to take Liverpool out of there, right? Who else? Manchester United is on their way back, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, maybe. Chelsea? You know what? Maybe Chelsea, right? Because you could sort of surround him with people like... Um, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's fast enough to, to play at Chelsea. Everybody's too fast. I mean, they have... What, who's in the midfield? Really, uh, Mason Mount... Jorginho. Um, no, yeah, he doesn't even fit in. He'd be a backup at Chelsea. Leicester City, are you out of your fucking mind? Brendan <laughs> Rodgers would be like, do you understand what a pass even looks like? <laughs> All right, yeah. look, I, look, I, I can't have this debate of over what you're like, whether Jordan Henderson should even be allowed to lace up boots. Uh, what is it? He's a good player. I mean, I, it, a good player. You said it yourself. <laughs> Not player of the year. <laughs> he is well, player of the year. I, 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 player of the year. I take it as uh, similarly to uh, like an, an MVP in 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 the NBA. It's not always the best player per se, but the most valuable player to to the, their team that helped them succeed. You don't think it's Jordan Henderson, but I can understand why he might be in those conversations because of his incredible defensive work rate and and leadership and all these things also matter that you can't always find in in the in the stat sheet that's what you're saying doesn't make sense and here's why uh which one call it he's not the best he's not the best defender on his own team so his defensive work rate doesn't put him at the top Virgil van dyke is Virgil van dyke deserves player of the year way more than he ever will Okay, I, I'm not arguing <laughs> with that. But so then why does he deserve player of the year? He's not even the best defender. He's not the best midfielder. And he's not even the best leader on his own team. That's the coach we all just basically because, verbally jerked off. Because Liverpool won the league and they're currently 23 points ahead. And that does not happen accidentally. So and without Jordan Henderson and without Jordan Henderson, that that lead is probably not as that, you know, that point gap is probably not as large uh, again, I'm not watching games. I'm watching Jordan Wait, Henderson. Can't like, you put Wijnaldum in his position? Wijnaldum, uh, a great player. Is is good also, but I think he's more of an attacking midfielder than than a defending midfielder. So, 
I don't know. There would be issues there, in my opinion. Uh, okay, so let's let's move on. All right, who made? Oh, wait, hold on. What what is the final result? Do you think he deserves Player of the Year? Do you, do you think he deserves to be in the conversation? You say yeah because just because he's captain and he's a good leader. Um, who deserves Player of the Year? I mean, it has to be somebody from Liverpool because of 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 what they've managed to do this year. Um. But no, I, I mean, for me, uh, with uh, I think it has to be a Liverpool player. And for me, after, you know, I've watched several Liverpool games this year. I would feel more comfortable with either Virgil van Dijk or Sadio Mane to my, you know, if I have to pick 100%. between. I was going to say, look, they, they don't they don't cover the same ground because Henderson is a much more defensive player. Mm-hmm. Sadio Mane by far deserves it way more I could... than Jordan Henderson. I could see that said, if it if it goes to anyone on that team, not named Virgil Van Dyke, bit of a crime. Okay, all right. I mean, look, look, I could care less what happens to Liverpool. So, (laughs) crime or not, (laughs) give the give the Player of the Year award uh, to to Tom Davies. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Also, apparently, means nothing. Um, so who makes it into, um, into Europe? So, you know, we have, there's a couple, uh, what, seven games left in the Premier League season, um, for most of the teams, uh, who, who makes it there? So obviously the top four, uh, or top two is should, is obviously Liverpool, Manchester city. I don't think that, I don't think that will change. Um, but odds are they're probably going to win, right? No, I mean, Man City's banned. Liverpool might win. So then we're looking at positions three through six. Liverpool might win or, what? Oh, the, the Champions, Champions League. League. Okay, got it, got it. So we're looking at positions three through six, maybe, right? Let's just say hypothetically that the band stays and Liverpool wins. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at positions three through six for Champions League, seventh place for Europa. As it sits right now, that's Leicester City, Chelsea, Wolves, and United in Champions League. And you got Tottenham in Europa, right? Sheffield United nipping right at their buds. At 44 points, Tottenham is at 45 points. Arsenal's uh, sitting back at 43 points. But you, I'll start you, with nip, Arsenal. you nip at you nip buds, but you I think you meant nipping at their heels when you're trying Maybe. to when you nip something in the bud that is you like get rid of it. You, you, well, it was Tottenham I was thinking, <laughs> so maybe we could just ruin the team. Can't we cancel Tottenham? Okay. Uh, See, I was Liverpool lost the Champions League already. They're out. They lost to Atletico. Remember. That's how oh long it's God, been. Oh, my God, they did. Yes, yes, yes. Jeez, thank never you. mind. <laughs> Glenser, thank you for the update. <laughs> I, I, it's been so long, I forgot. <laughs> I'm like, Liverpool's just going to win everything. All right, so so we're looking at uh, pos- essentially position one. Wait, hold on. Is it um, Ma- – Who's still in? It's Manchester City. Uh, Manchester City. But it, they're going to be banned anyway. They, yeah, that's right. Uh, let's, let's look at the Champions League standings. I don't even know. Uh, who is – I'll start by saying – can Arsenal get to sixth? Or as they say in England, sixth. I don't understand what's wrong with you. There's an X in there. You see it, right? <laughs> okay. So we oh, – I can't find this. I can't find who's left. It. Is it in the standings? Uh, no, this is a competition schedule. They ch- Manchester City and – Liverpool and that looks like it and Chelsea that who's left in yeah. in champion Liverpool is not left they lost no 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 those were the teams that made it in, into the knockout yeah okay. so Atletico Madrid uh beat uh Liverpool right 
Tottenham lost to RB Leipzig, so they were out. Chelsea lost to Bayern in the first leg of the round of two. So I don't think they've played their their uh, second yeah. leg yet. Correct, correct. Okay. So there's a chance Chelsea's still in it. But look, so fine. Let's just say liver. So the top five have a shot, right? And yeah. then the sixth is going into Europa. So as it sits right now, Manchester United, right, is currently in the Europa position at 49 points. Wolves, 52 points in the fifth position. So they get in to uh, Champions League, which is insane to think about. Wolves in Champions League. Uh, shouts to third-party ownership. <laughs> Why third-party ownership? Because that the whole team is made up <laughs> the sketchiest possible way. I mean, they make PSG look like a bunch of choir boys. <laughs> uh, 54 points for Chelsea. Chelsea's clearly going to get in. I can't imagine. I don't know. I don't know. If it, I don't, don't say it's clear. To me, I'm saying I can't see them slipping. Leicester City, I can't see them slipping. I Look, I, I'll admit it, dude. I really like watching Brendan Rodgers manage teams play. They're exciting. What they've been able to do, especially with a guy like Vardy. And then Liverpool, they're in, right? Yeah. So for Europa, it's Manchester United at 49 points. Arsenal being the closest possible that can maybe get there if they win out and everyone else loses at 43. I can't imagine they're going to make up a six-point difference. I, I not to Manchester United. I agree. Um, yeah, the, so, the, these. Um, I mean, I, it, I I think the biggest shock right now is just you know seeing Arsenal in ninth uh, and, and not yeah. not being able to crack essentially you know and and not they don't need that many points to be essentially where Manchester United are uh, and the fact that they haven't been able to be there consistently is is pretty nuts. So when we're recording this on Monday. Right. Currently, Manchester United is going to be playing Brighton tomorrow. Right. So let's say Brighton is now all of a sudden this incredible friggin team that can beat <laughs> Arsenal. Right. Uh, and do the double on Arsenal. If they if they beat Manchester United. Right. That that'll put Manchester United uh, sort of in the same position. They'll remain in sixth place. It's still you still need Tottenham to possibly win two to even catch up. So you need Manchester United to really slip Sheffield United. I can't imagine are going to go on a run, even though I really like the way they play. And I'd love to see them in a, in a Europa competition, but they're actually playing Sheffield United on Thursday, right? I'm sorry. They're playing Tottenham on Thursday. So Tottenham versus Sheffield United. Big game could essentially big game could essentially dictate who gets into Europa. Arsenal's playing Wolves. So clearly we're going to lose, right? <laughs> yeah, Raul Jimenez has just been uh, so fun uh, this year, dude. Um, and the, the the level, who is it? it it's um, Ruben Neves, uh, 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 Paulo Neto, like all these guys. He's just yeah, like Neto's been incredible. They they, they they all have a they all have like at least one goal that could be like goal of the season, or they just and have, of course. Adama Traore. Yeah, dude. Uh, Just a beast of a human being. Yeah, when I when I have to, I've been playing FIFA Ultimate Team, and then and people have him on the team, and as soon as I see the cards pop up, and I see his, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I guess we could triple team him. I don't know. What's the button to have someone hang on a man's shoulder? I get so What's mad. What's that button? <laughs> um, so Manchester United is playing Bur uh, uh, Burnmouth after they play. Um, Brighton. So, I mean, 
I don't want to say it's it's an easy run up for Manchester United, but it looks like unless Manchester United completely collapses, they're going to get into Europa. Mm. And I can't see I could see Tottenham slipping because I could see that Sheffield United match being a bit of a sort of um sort of a sneaky match for them. Yeah. A team that plays that likes to pass the ball a lot. And then who do they have next after that? And uh, Tottenham plays Everton. Yeah, and I want to. Uh, I got Robert from LA said, uh, "Don't don't forget, man. Manchester United and Wolves are still in Europa League, so uh, either of them could sneak into Champions League through the back door." Uh, mm. Great way to go in. <laughs> okay, uh, the French style. Uh, <laughs> so look, if Manchester United wins Europa League, they go into Champions League, which pushes everything back one. Yeah. Yeah. So look, wow. it, there's still a, a, a lot that could uh, that could happen, uh, whether it's in in the European competitions that the teams that are, are currently in, or, or the results uh, of the Premier League. But the the fact that it, it's there, it's like a a, a a double, you know, relegation battle in uh, you know when it comes to uh, teams that are trying to get into Europe and 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 the teams that are trying to not literally get relegated. So. Uh, Thank you for fixing my window. Something <laughs> happened. You froze a little bit, so I didn't hear what you said. Uh, it's all good. You didn't miss anything, buddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I had all this belief when the restart happened that Arsenal was going to get back into at least a position for Europa or possibly Champions League. But I just I just with those two big losses to start to to start the restart, I just can't imagine that there's a way that that happens. Yeah, dude. Uh, um, we'll be back, and we'll just uh, there's a couple other things we're going to talk about, and then uh, and then we'll wrap up. Hey, everybody! Thanks so much for listening to the episode. We just want to bring it with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. That's right, Gully Squad out in full force. Uh, That's right, uh, out. I mean, you mean in in full force? We are staying inside. <laughs> we are we are outdoors, <laughs> yeah. spreading this disease. That's what we do, Gully Squad. We cough in everyone's mouths, <laughs> but we, dude. we're spreading gulliness. All right, none, of that, right. none of that COVID nonsense. Nah, dude, we're sp- we're spreading COVID sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the fun one. Yeah, dude. You didn't think you'd want it in the beginning, but when you get it, you're like, you know what? It's kind of fun. So, yes, uh, shout out to, 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 to Gully Squad. And, uh, yeah, for people who help uh, support the show, help us uh, put out more content. We've been doing a lot more stuff, especially uh, on uh, live streaming. Uh, they've been a part of it as well. We've been doing stuff on Twitch. It's been really, really fun. Uh, even though, yeah, we're stuck at home, we're, we can still uh, do some fun stuff and, and give, you know, whether it's a exclusive content a dope slack channel uh we're, we're still uh putting out great work uh and then that's all because of gully squad absolutely and they they support us and we want to we want to make sure that that's uh we give them back some cool content and also we want to make sure we find other people that want to come hang out in this Slack channel because so far it is pretty lit it's all it's pretty awesome exactly so if you want to join gully squad all you got to do is go to soccercooligans.com and click on the join gully squad button is right there on the menu it's at the top it is at the bottom uh very visible easy to find and it's a it's a great community and there's also uh great perks obviously we you know the gully squad was invited to our birthday party and how, how lit was that i mean they got to they got to hang out with who are some of the folks they got to hang out with, Alexis? I mean, it was a wild time. That I'm <laughs> kind of forgetting that because I drank so heavily. But we had Sal Volcano of the Impractical Jokers come through. Yeah, that's right. Okay. We, we that's had, right. The Impractical Jokers. We had Alexi Lalas come through, who some say is a kind of a clown. 
right? Yeah, see? <laughs> he's, he's a less practical joker. Uh, he's, uh, he also serenaded us, yeah. right, with a guitar. Ellie Menjum of Darby Days and Copa 90 fame. We have a, uh, well, Marti- Zach Valentine, Cal Martino, Edson Buttle. Yes. I mean, everybody uh, was there. It was super, super fun. Uh, so, those are some of the cool uh, perks that come with being uh, uh, in Gully Squad. And, and we try to give everybody a really fun and unique experience that you may not be able to get everywhere else if you, you know, just a casual soccer fan. So, feel free to join. Uh, again, uh, you can uh, subscribe at what, like whatever level and whatever you want to give every month. Uh, and there's different, uh, you know, perks for uh, the different levels as well. So, make sure, uh, go, again, go to soccercooligans.com, uh, click on the Join Gully Squad button, and come aboard. Toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yes, we are back. Um, so, the. Let's talk about. We talked a little bit about whether Arsenal was going to make it back to the Champions League, which I don't believe they are. They're not even going to make it to Europa, right? Mm-hmm. So, now here's the question, and this is important. Are Arsenal still considered a top club? Do you think the lack of success that they've had, and don't forget, you know, Unai Emery was fired this season, right? And Mikel Arteta was brought in midway through. Mm-hmm. Now, does this season being so reckless and and horrific and, and, and a massive failure, does that change Arsenal from being a top club to a wannabe top club? What, and, and what do you d- d- define as a, a top club? Sim- simply being in the top five, top six? When you look at, I mean, there's really no way to define it besides which one do you like? If if Wolves keep winning, they will be considered a top club. Do you get what I'm saying? Like they're one of the clubs that people will want to shoot for. Yeah. They're the clubs that people want to play for. They're the clubs that can bring in big name players. Players will be like, yo, I want to play for, for Wolves one day. They might not be at that yet, but another three or four years of this type of success they're one of the top clubs. Yeah, you'd have to. Arsenal is considered a top club, but are they really anymore? I mean, I, I, if it's as simply as, you know, in the last like four or five years where I've been paying attention more to, you know, whatever, uh, any tr- transfer rumors or what players want to go where. And it just it doesn't look like Arsenal is is a club where people out from you know whatever any any transfer rumors or whatever you don't you just don't feel that same sense of like oh man I hope they want me to go there uh, <laughs> you know I I don't I, you ain't wrong that's a rough way to put it I mean sure. that that excitement about like you know you, it used to be like when an agent told you like hey Arsenal is interested you'd be like yes yeah, yeah now now they're like, like why <laughs> <laughs> did I do something wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Am I being canceled? What's going on? <laughs> Was I late? What happened? <laughs> so it's unfortunate um, because, you know, a lot of people were, you know, I, I think the Premier League, um, especially this, the, these last couple of years, uh, we're, we're going into, I, I wouldn't even necessarily, necessarily say it, it is a transition of like, who, who the big clubs are and who the small clubs are. But now the definition of a big club is sort of changing because it used to be just they had the most money, they can get the most players. And now it's like, well, now a lot of people have the mo- have money. So that isn't going to be the thing that differentiates teams enough. 
and and you're seeing it just the fact that uh, look i mean the liverpool uh, leicester city's in third place and obviously leicester city won the premier league a couple of years ago and, they're not a top club and the fact no i mean the biggest obviously the biggest su- the, the surprises or the or the teams that when you look at the table and you're like whoa how'd they get in here obviously leicester city uh uh the Wol- wolves and, and sheffield united uh essentially being in the top 10 with those other clubs it's like okay well things are going to be a little bit different now it's not any you know it used to be top four now it, then it was top six and now it's really feeling like the the, the gap who you got <laughs> yeah the, yeah the gap between you know realistically three and ten is not that big anymore now it's like it, it, it's it's uh um it, it's it, obviously yeah the definition of it is just it's just feeling like oh uh, um the, these teams have to do a little bit more to to, to stand out and and that those little changes those minor details are what's going to be able to get you in, into essentially champions league or not making into it, it not making it into european competition at all like look i am a massive arsenal fan part of the reason why i was even introduced to arsenal why i was able to become an arsenal fan is because they were so important in the 90s that as a kid when it was on that was one of the teams that came on in america America, for, for all intents and purpose, as a marketing piece, could give a fuck about soccer at that point. The numbers just weren't big enough. But Arsenal was such an exciting and such an important team to watch that they played it even though there wasn't enough fans here. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That would not be happening today. That would be happening more with Wolves, to be completely honest. As an Arsenal fan, I can sit back and say, Wolves, if if how the 90s were were today, where only two or three teams were shown on tape delay, your city would get on there. Liverpool would get on there. Manchester United is a big enough name where that probably would get on there. Arsenal, maybe, but I bet you more people would be interested in watching Wolves play than Arsenal play this season. It's one season, though, and I know that we've had a, a, an array of mediocrity, right? We've had a long run of mediocre Maybe a couple FA Cup uh, champ, uh, wins. But other than that, really nothing to really show for it in the league. But this season, if we don't make it back into Europe, even Europa for all for all, I mean, for fuck's sake, that's really not that I, it's important. But it really I mean, uh, we're what Boku, Baku, we're losing against, uh, you know, a team of, you know, no, huh? you lost to. Ch- I mean, you were in the Europa League final, lost to Chelsea. It's not. It's not the worst. I'm talking about this year, this season. Oh, okay, okay. Baku. I can't remember the. You know, I, what are we talking? The what was the team's name? Like Quadricep? There's so there's an odd name <laughs> for cataract. Cataract surgery beat us in the middle of nowhere. Like when you look at that, that knocks you down a peg. Now. Are we a bigger club than Leicester? Without a doubt, right? You would admit that. Uh, yes, yeah, 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 without a doubt. But I mean, not. Are we a bigger club than Wolves? Yes. 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 Without a doubt. Are we a bigger club than Sheffield United? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are we a bigger club than Tottenham? No. Not right now. I think because of. Oh, well, just well, okay, old, well, look. I, only because of our past success. That's the only reason why I would say yes. Uh, sure, I mean it, it's uh, you know, but, but the times are changing, Alexis. You got to bring, you got to get those results. It can't be. But, but and this is 
I, I generally hate. I the, agree with you, which is why I'm even bringing Tottenham into the conversation because. But this is. I what, think they're bigger than us at the but, moment. But this we, is, we are still a bigger look, club. This is why. Look, I, I think our show should try to differentiate itself from from the typical and traditional uh, forms of debates that are happening in England and whatever. And the, we've oh, already said the word soccer six times. Yeah, so I think we've. But one much- of them is. My my club is bigger than yours, mate. Whatever, bigger, bigger, bigger. This is I always hear this fucking word, and I do not give a shit about it. it this is a, a dick measuring contest with with Premier League teams. Yeah, you have already said you're an Everton fan. You don't have to prove it by <laughs> saying you don't want to hear about bigger clubs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Some of us are the micro penis of uh, okay. Premier League teams, but we know how to work it. <laughs> okay. okay, we get down there with our tongues a little bit. You know what I mean? There's other things you could do. Is what I'm right. saying. But this look how long these fingers are. <laughs> we make it work. So the, the, it's whatever. Like there, there is more nuanced debate than whether the club is bigger or not. Like what we do know for sure is that no, Arsenal is out of that. Arsenal is losing a lot, and they have they don't have the chemistry that they once did. But neither do Tottenham. Tottenham do not look great either. Uh, you know, I don't. I I still don't really understand why they got rid of Mauricio Pochettino. Uh, so that's whatever. That's a, that's a whole other conversation. But when it comes to big clubs, the these all these clubs are not big clubs sort of anymore. Or that isn't enough to just to to slap on the resume to be like, all right, as if I'm a player and I want to go play for them, are oh, they a big club? No, that's not enough. They they need more than that. They need a good manager. They need uh, a, a a an environment and a culture that 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 breeds success. And and a lot of these uh, teams that normally did that. Are, are being sort of outclassed by by these quote unquote smaller teams that have figured something out as far as building chemistry and how to find success in the Premier League. Okay, so I wouldn't. I I think Arsenal is still a big club, right? But I I will admit that it's that bigness is becoming eroded, right? But I wouldn't go so far as to say they're a big dub. You see what I did there? They're a big club, not a big dub. <laughs> okay. okay? But I know you hate the I know you hate the question, but just patronize me for one moment. Who do you think is the biggest club in Premier League this year? I mean, but right now, right now, who has the right to say they are the biggest club? And what what are the metrics to being to being a big club? Answer it's that. It's almost like trying to answer the difference between art and porn. I don't know, but one <laughs> costs way more than the other, and it probably should be the other way. Right? It's the I know when I see it. Right? Yeah. Like what is what is the biggest club in the Premier League? And not just for this year. I mean, right now, if you had to say the biggest club in the Premier League is who? A lot of people will say Manchester United because of the history, because of the system, because of the the academy, because of everything that goes along with being Manchester United. The name, the the passion of wearing the badge, the whole nine, yada, yada, yada. Okay? All that. A lot of people will say, well, hold on. Liverpool won a shit ton back in the day. Mm-hmm. And we're back. We're back to winning ways. Some people say, hold up, Manchester City. Like, bruh. We took a break from winning. You lucky we took a break from winning. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got we've got clubs all over the world. We've got a whole system, right? We've got the whole thing figured out. We're the biggest. Who is the biggest club in the Premier League? 
Uh, I mean, look, I'll answer this, but I don't think it means anything. And I, I think this question is a waste of time, in my, in my honest opinion. Um, but a biggest club, in my mind, that is uh, biggest fanfare, biggest sort of global recognition, uh, success on, uh, on the pitch. Um, and when it comes to that, I'm gonna. I, I feel like it's it's probably Manchester United. I don't know. Big biggest club. I, if you factor in all those things, I think uh, Manchester United. Well, is probably that if you uh, biggest club. But look, the, clearly the most the, the successful and popular. Uh, um, uh, club in the Premier League this year, whether it's you know seeing all the storylines, the interviews from Jurgen Klopp or whatever, Liverpool probably get it this year if if the title of biggest club and they would get to raise that. But <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I mean, Manchester United is just too many people. There's too many Manchester United fans to, to kind of discount that. I think it's still City. Nah. I think it's City. I know that they came out of nowhere and everyone says they don't have any real fans. But if you if you ask and maybe maybe it's Liverpool if I make this point, but if you were to ask all of the biggest prospects, if you were to put the same contract, Liverpool sends you one, Manchester United sends you one, Manchester City sends you one. And just for banter, let's say Chelsea sends you the exact same contract. Who would you want to play for? Manchester United as well, by the way, just for your point. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned their name. So you got Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Send you the exact same contract. You're a massive prospect. Who do you think, if you went the top 100 prospects, who do you think they would say they'd want to play for? I don't think Manchester United wins that. And I think that is, I think that is the defining way how you say, that's the biggest club. Yeah, but who is by who, but, who, but do ask, you who, want to who, play for? Who are you asking that question to? Because when the you, top hundred prospects. Okay, but I'm saying, but Bruno Fernandez is is a prime example of he got an offer from Manchester United, and he's like, "This is my. I've always wanted to play for Manchester United." He, he so he, you know, there's more factors than simply. Am I going to go play for the biggest club? So I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not asking you. Am I going to go play for the biggest club? If you, if, if, if I gave the same contract from those four clubs to all of the top hundred prospects, who do you think most of them would want to play for? The team or manager or what? No, no. They, 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 all of that because the contract is to go play for that team. If you gave the same contract, okay, from yeah, Manchester, all right, yes, yes, all oh, right, right. So Man City, I think Man City because of Pep. So that's my that's my opinion. Wait, are you froze? So what did you say? I said Man City because of because of Pep. That's why I think they're the biggest club, the biggest club in the in in England. All right, I, because I think more uh, people would want to play for them. Fine, more fine. I could care less. You keep saying big club, big club. I don't give a shit about big club. <laughs> No, that's why I had to ask the question. I mean, like, you're not you're trying to convince me of something. It's like where I don't even want to have the debate about it. Fine. I mean, that's big, biggest club, fine. Be whatever. Smallest club, tiny club, whatever. You know what they are? They're, outside of Liverpool, they're all losers, okay? that's that, They're definitely that. I mean, that's not true because there are other competitions. <laughs> Fine. Um, okay. So, all right. The last thing I wanted to talk about was um, the relegation battle. Um, obviously, uh, Bournemouth, Bournemouth, Villa, and uh, Norwich City are in there. Norwich looking like uh, they definitely will be relegated. But 19, 18, and 17 are all on 27 points. 
Watford has 28. Um, so outside of uh, pretty much everyone beneath Brighton and uh, Norwich are looking like uh, any, literally anything could happen. Um, so who do you think stays up? I think Watford is staying up. I know they're, they're right within that window. I think Brighton, based on that win, depending on what they do in the next game, will tell you if they're staying up or not. Newcastle kind of got to I mean, they're, they're way ahead anyway, so fuck that. Um, I can't imagine Norwich makes it out of it. I can't imagine Villa makes it out of it, which is such a shame because, you know, Villa just got back up. But, yo, you know who needs, I think, relegation right now is West Ham. Okay. I think West Ham needs it, dog. They need a complete rebuild. They need to rethink what they're doing. I can't believe they got rid of Bowling Ground. I can't believe that they switched to Wembley. If I mean, there's no fans in there, but when there were fans in there, it sucked. Uh, West Ham fans are, for the most part, from everyone I know, some pretty great folks, you know what I mean, that I've met. These are folks that have been around Premier League for a long ass time, and they're just kind of middling. Like as an Arsenal fan, I look at West Ham, I'm like, I right, could be worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, West Ham, just like give me three players you'd want off of West Ham right now. You probably couldn't, and you're an Everton fan. <laughs> no, West Ham have uh, been a very disappointing uh, this season. Yeah, uh, I, I think so. I think going down might um, kind of. Uh, maybe re-energize them and give them a new sense of purpose. But um, if you're their fans, you're thinking this is the word. I hate you. Don't say that. They don't. They shouldn't go down. It clearly didn't help Villa that much. But when when I look at West Ham, it's like yo, West Ham needs a new direction, man. Like West Ham needs. They need their own Klopp. They need their own Arteta. And I know Arteta's new, but like Arteta already has the feeling like he's gonna be there for twenty years. You get what I'm saying? Who's, like, is is it is it still uh, Pellegrini is the manager there? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, wow, right from the success <laughs> that he's had to this. I mean that uh, that happens. I mean, look, he Pep Pep was gonna, you know, there wasn't any. He wasn't going to challenge Pep for that for that job. Pep was going to no. go wherever he wanted to go. Uh, dude, they need to bring in Sam Allardyce if they want to stay up. That's the dude. <laughs> it's the only dude who's going to save you from relegation. <laughs> the uh, the Villa has been a, a, a bit surprising as well because they they did play pretty well in, in the championship. Uh, they won obviously the 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 playoff uh, to to get into the Premier League. But the Villa is a, a weird team where I'm like. I don't know what it is about Aston Villa. I just don't like Aston Villa. I don't know if it's the colors. I don't know yeah. what. There's some about it, right? I just don't. It's like, you can do whatever you want. I'm still not going to like him. <laughs> like, even Jack Grealish, as great of a player he is, I'm like, I don't like him in that shirt, though. <laughs> it's just, I can't. I wish I could explain why I don't like Aston Villa. I don't isn't know. Isn't Grimsey? Grimsey's a villain. Yeah, kid, yeah. Right? Jack Grimsey is. Uh, I mean, also, uh, isn't it uh, Prince Harry? Who is it? Oh, who gives a shit? <laughs> One of them, our big uh, Villa fans. Pretend my William? Was it William? I don't know. Who cares? Uh, but uh, Bournemouth, especially, it's, they've been in the Premier League for what? I think five years, six years now. Um, I could name you. I could name you two things about Bournemouth. I mean, just Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe, the manager, he's great. Uh, you know, ever since they went up, Aki, as- right? They got that kid Aki, something like that. The defender with the dreads. Yes, yes. From uh, Nathan, uh, is it Nathan Ake, I believe. Uh, he, Ake. Came from, he came from Chelsea. Um, the uh, they had it was just a great story. Obviously, they they're not they, you know they don't spend a lot of money, but they were able to maintain and stay in um, uh, in 
what you call it, in staying in the Premier League for as long as they have with with the little resources that they have. So that's pretty impressive. Um, and so them going da- down would be a, a, a bit of a bummer, especially because Eddie Howe has um, been sort. There've been rumors that he's been go- he's going to leave and go to a quote unquote bigger club. Uh, oh, don't say that around Bristol. He's going to bite your neck off. Um, so um, them getting relegated would just be... a big club now. <laughs> so that would be the biggest like bummer, at least for me, just because I've seen so many like uh, mini docu-series that they've done on uh, on Bournemouth, and they, they, they seem to have a really good story, and Eddie Howe seems like a good dude. Um, so I, I, think, uh, I think West Ham, uh, Villa, and Norwich are the ones that get relegated. I think that that swap. I don't think West Ham is gonna is gonna make it. They, uh, I mean, they probably have a, the, the skill to survive, but I, I think Bournemouth is gonna make it. And I know the, the only reason I think relegation is even that big of a deal right now is besides the fact that the first Cuban player is playing for Norwich, right? Yeah. So it's exciting, and I do like the way Norwich plays. I just don't think they have the, enough players uh, for the Premier League, but um, or enough skilled players, I should say. Yeah, they're playing. With, they're playing with nine players all the time. I'm like, oh, yo, hire some, <laughs> hire a couple more dudes. I feel like I don't know. Maybe just ask someone from the stands. <laughs> you know, I mean, you need you need eleven. Um, but when I look at when I look at the the teams that are going to be relegated, the first thing that pops up is where's Jack Grealish going to go? That's the important subject. Yeah, he's staying in the prem for sure. Oh yeah, and he's <laughs> definitely going to go to a big club. I know Arsenal was considering signing him. It looks like Manchester United uh, are going to get are going to get the job done. But even City was rumored like. Jack Grealish really could just pick anyone he wants right now. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that because I, I feel like he's he's definitely good. Um, I still have you know has some maturity issues. He doesn't like to stay home during uh, lockdowns. Uh, wants to oh, hang he, out with his friends. Sorry. <laughs> um, but he is Grealish. Um, loan to Villa, or he's he is a Villa player. No, he is a Villa player. Okay, I'm thinking of the other dude, um, who's a Liverpool player that is um, at Bournemouth. Um, the other young kid, I forgot his name, but um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know where he goes. Where do you want? Would you want him at Arsenal? What, what do you think? I, I honestly, I don't think he's, he's good. I don't think he's great. That's my opinion on Grealish. I think he's an attacking midfielder. He's a winger. You know what I mean? And players like that always kind of fit in well. At a club like Arsenal, you know, especially if he has the ability to cut in. Uh, but I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't spend the money that they're asking. I think the last number was somewhere in line with like 70 million, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. If that's the number that they're considering, then no, uh, I don't think he's worth it for Arsenal. I think we have enough English players where that's not even a question. That's not an issue, like to make sure that we have enough English, although he's Irish, actually, Jack Relish. So, um yeah no i mean there's nothing yeah 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 he plays for the irish national team oh i did not know Uh, he might be able to pick he might be able to pick uh united kingdom because he uh he was born in birmingham i I, okay it says jack grealish is an english footballer (laughs) i don't know why where are you getting that he's irish i've never heard for the he played for the ireland uh uh youth Youth setup. He played for the U seventeens, the eighteens, and the twenty one. Oh, I but did. he did switch. He did switch to England for U twenty one. Never mind. So yeah, got it. Okay. So look, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Jack Grealish, incredible player. I don't necessarily think I want him at Arsenal or need him at Arsenal. I would like to have him for sure. 
But when I see Jack Grealish, he screams Manchester United to me, you know? <laughs> English guy, slick back hair, good looking. The girls love him. The boys want the haircut. You know, he makes a couple of mistakes. But, hey, it's all right because I have this accent. <laughs> you know, he's kind of like a mix of, like, just appeal-wise of Rooney and Beckham. You Are you trying to say that Rooney and Beckham are similar in appeal? What are you saying? No, because he has the bad boyness <laughs> of a Rooney. But he's got the looks of a Beckham. He's was Rooney ever? Uh, did Rooney? I mean, no one. I'm not. I'm not saying Rooney is like unattractive, but Rooney did not. Oh no, I'll say he's unattractive. <laughs> he has the bad boy appeal. <laughs> I don't know. Please, if anyone, uh, let, let us know if they, if anyone, if they even know anyone who yeah. was you ever met attracted, attracted to dude. Wayne Rooney's Wait. bad boy appeal. <laughs> No, 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 not even his bad boy. But he was a bad boy. And, you know, like, they like that shit in England. Okay, you know? okay. He's out here shagging grandma. You know what I mean? He's driving with PR people in his car at 2 a.m. Saying, I don't know what you're talking about. She was giving me a ride. She's a good friend, you know? And when I offered to give her a ride as well, I also meant car. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Like the guy, you know, he's saying whatever. You know, he's a bit of a bad boy. Like, But that, like, you know, tabloid-ish. And he's like, he's okay. a lad, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. Grealish is a lad. Uh, or just Beckham. And again, we met Beckham. We saw, we looked into his eyes with our eyes. And all I can tell you is I remember everything. And yet I remember nothing from that moment. I'm glad you clarified that you looked into his eyes with your eyes because yeah, yeah, yeah. who knows what you could have used. <laughs> well, I was offering more. <laughs> um, so the, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, you know, I'll be honest. I'm just not a huge fan of Jack Krillich. I don't think he's gonna. Um, I, I think he has still has a lot to figure out. Um, and, and yeah, he's not as consistent as I think a lot of people would you like him to be. What you say? Your camera is shaking like crazy. Oh, is there an earthquake. I was shaking my leg. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, what you call it? All right, let's get to our last question. This is our last question. I put. Uh, well, we do have two more, but well, let's just get to this. Uh, how far will Wolves get in the Champions League? I actually have a better question. Who do you think will do better in Champions League next year? Leicester or Wolves? Wolves. Great question. All right. Well, that's it for the show, folks. Thanks for coming. Done. Why? Peace out, everybody. <laughs> how do you think? Um, no. Well, you answer uh, I, I think Wolves have been... Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think Leicester, especially this uh, time of the year um, or, or towards the end of the season, they just uh, – I, I don't know. It's tough. As far as like cup competition or the league, I mean, Leicester is in third, and they definitely have earned that. I'm not taking anything uh, away from that. But I think who's sort of hot right now and, and then when we talk about you know a, a cup competition – I think Wolves uh, are on the verge of of, of something bigger uh, than than what Leicester are doing right now. They're only three points back in in the league, and you know, come next week or two weeks, we could be talking about Wolves being in in third place and Leicester being in in fifth. So uh, very easily, yeah. Uh, they they've looked great, especially since since the the Premier League started back up. Wolves look Wolves look better than uh, than Leicester, in my opinion, in the Premier League. So I think that will uh, lead to better results in the Champions League next year. But with that said, they're both going to not get very far. Uh, they may maybe <laughs> make it out of the group, but they're not getting very far in general. I think here's why I'll say Wolves as well is because I think Leicester plays 
with great players. Don't get me wrong. They play a similar style to a lot of clubs that they're going to face in Champions League. You know, it's a very pass-heavy, a bit more direct than a Pep Guardiola-style system. But nonetheless, it's a lot of passing. It's a lot of trying to confuse the defenders. And, you know, every, every once in a while, they do like to go a little long, and they just so happen to have Vardy there, who is perfect for that, right? And what is the guy? He has, like, what, two cups of coffee and three Red Bulls before every game? Something crazy like that? Because a maniac, you know? Sure. I don't know how's that. How is his heart still in his body? <laughs> you know? It's like, it's like um, if they tell, like, a cocaine user, like, you can't use cocaine anymore. He's like, all right, I got to find alternatives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, order me a case of Red Bull for this morning. Um, how else am I supposed to make it through this meeting? So I think Wolves just have – there's something special. There's something different about them. Like you even said it yourself. Like when – when if you could take out Jimenez, right, and let's say you find a way to cover him where you make him less effective, they've got three or four other players that are now just as dangerous – or can be the the lead, quote unquote. They are a relatively stacked team. I'm interested to see whether Wolves can can up the ante, can find a bit more uh, players of this ilk. You know, they've been they've essentially been massaging the rules a bit to get this agent's players all on this team, right? From Portugal. <laughs> yeah. So like the the agent is now like an important figure at the club, and they're like, all right, we didn't hire you for your knowledge. We hired you for that Rolodex. So spin that bad boy up and get them folks in here. And it worked, right? They got some incredible players in, right? That said, how much for, how much more does he have? How much more? I mean, look, players are going to want to play for Wolves. But can they get, you know, some more arm? arm you guys know, are listening because it's kind of freezing right now. But if it's not and you can hear me, I'm I'm. I'm interested to see whether Wolves can get more and become a better team, which they will need to in order to have any success in Champions League, at least to get out of the group stage. Well, well, if, they That's make, it. if they make it to Champions League, they I mean they're they're in the running for at least one or two good very good players or you know that they, they, they also all... the level of a Raul Jimenez who, you know, wasn't at the top of everyone's list, clearly an incredible player and deserves to play in Premier League, but you know they don't like us out here in this hemisphere unless you're Argentinian. They don't fuck with Mexican players like that in Premier League. Well, maybe they're starting to well, now. He's making, yeah, he's making people, they, they're changing their, their thoughts on that. So Right, Chicharito ruined it for everybody. But <laughs> uh, can they find more players at that level? I'm, I'm interested to see how that happens. And, yo, if they could come ready and equipped, Wolves are going to be a really exciting team, Champions League next year. I agree. Uh, okay, so we uh, uh, talked to some of the people in the chats. Uh, so I know some people have been asking stuff. Uh, so let's go through. I'll go for essentially from the bottom. Uh, oh, uh, Minifornia. Minifornia. Uh, so I'm assuming that's a Minnesota and California <laughs> uh, combination. Uh, I think a better. Wow, I'm really surprised you kind of figured that out because I was staring at the like I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, I think a better metric for biggest club uh, would be if these four clubs were playing a, a tourney and you went to every country in the world and asked ten people who they'd root for, who would get the most support? Yeah, it, 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 we need to, we need to do we need to have like a focus group to to figure out. Who are the biggest clubs? Uh, Who's that guy that always does the Vice videos? He has like a bad toupee where he gets like 10 Republicans 
like 10 Trump voters in a room. Yes, yes. Um, he's like the he's like a famous market research guy. Yeah, what's his um Let's get that guy to figure out. Yeah, what's his name? Club? I forgot his name. I've seen him on a bunch of stuff. Uh, but yeah, he's like, he's kind of a douche, but like, he's like, he kind of like gets results, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's only a douche because he's so, he has to remain completely unbiased. Yeah. So his questions are like, I'm not going to stop asking you until you give me an answer. But. But I don't think he's unbiased. I think he's like a super Republican dude. Um. Which we call? Oh, is he? I didn't know. I think I I've is. only seen like two or three of his videos. Robert from LA said, "When Arsenal stopped getting into Europe, you can have that debate for now. The answer is yes, they are a top club. All right, I think that's a good point. But is there much of a debate if they get out of Europe? I think once they get out of Europe, are you still a top club? Manchester United proved yes, you can be. Right? Yeah, but I'm it, sure it takes. It's going to take a long. Arsenal going to have to collapse financially before they're not considered a top club because they have just so much." There is a lore because of their past success, but there's so much of a of, a, of an organization there. Yeah, well, it's just like, look, if if Arsenal go on to win the FA Cup, Arsenal fans won't be happy. It's just nothing's enough. Nothing's enough for you guys. No, we'll be happy that we won something. Yeah, but it's not enough. It's yeah, it's very much not enough. So, uh, it's, it's, uh E McNally uh, says, "Do you even read the chat?" We do. We just today we were not because we were doing. <laughs> This in particular, but please do not hold it against us. Uh, so we're doing it now. Who wins the Ballon d'Or this year? Uh, good question. Who do you think wins it? They haven't been. Uh, um, they haven't been standouts. I mean, it's difficult to not give it to Messi all the time because he's just unbelievable. Uh, but well, if, let's say Messi. Uh, clearly, Ronaldo's not going to be a part of the conversation. No, no. Um, but let's say Messi is not in the conversation. If Messi's not in the conversation, who deserves? A Ballon d'Or. I, Virgil Van Dyke probably still. Yeah, I mean he got he was uh he he was in the well, he was one of the finalists uh, last year I believe. Yeah. Um, I could see him taking it this time around if uh, Jordan Henderson. No. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, it, it's gonna be. I don't know who it's gonna be, but it, uh, look, it, uh, all the time it's easy to just say Messi because. Of what he does, you know, uh, every week. But like every uh, look, ever since the the return, the Ballon d'Or is for um, the year, right? It's not um, it's not the season. So it's like the end of last season and the beginning of the of the next uh, the calendar year. Um, right. So I could under I could see in in that sense the 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 beginning of this year for Virgil Van Dyke was phenomenal. Uh, you know, from a defender's perspective, uh, yeah, Lewandowski also, yeah, he's um, he's been unreal. He's just yeah, absolutely. It's just the the only problem I have with Lewandowski is that he's in Bundesliga, which as much as I love Bundesliga, being on being at Bayern is like almost being in your own league. It's the PSG, and I know it's been harder this year, but still, I mean. You're a PSG, essentially. You know what I mean? It's really hard to rate that. You almost need to win Champions League in order for me to really believe you're that great of a club if you're in, in Bundesliga. That's fair. Uh, but but what Lewandowski is doing is not easy, even in the Bundesliga. Just for one particular guy. How many goals does he have? 31 or something like that? Uh, I could see uh, Holland getting at least some talk of being included in that because of his how much, how dominant he is. Yeah, but he, but he also, he came from... Yeah. Salzburg and yeah, yeah. So he he he's not up, up for consideration necessarily. No. But 
yeah, Lewandowski or Messi, I think it's going to be one of them. Absolutely. In my opinion. Uh, who asked? I, I, I just saw the name pop up. If we're paying attention, who do we think is getting promoted from the championship? That's from Robert from L.A. Leeds, baby. I'm, I'm really excited to see you saw, Jack Harrison. You saw his goal the other day? Beast, beast of a goal. Dude, uh, it's been great. If you haven't seen um, uh, our interview with Jack Harrison, uh, it's on our YouTube channel. Uh, Not just an interview, baby. We named a burger after him here yeah, in New York. It was a live, a live podcast that we did. It's one of our pr- proudest moments. It's like our, our essentially our first uh, live event that we ever did, and it was super, super fun. And and a bunch of like NYCFC fans and just soccer fans in general were there. Uh, so check that out, please. Go to uh, you know I should just put the I should just put the link in the in the chat. In the chat, yeah, do that. Okay. Um, if you look at the uh, Leeds is clearly going there in first place, 74 points. West Brom look like they're going to get up at 71 points. The real question is going to be between Brentford, Nottingham Forest and Fulham um in this sort of battle for the third position. Then they're at 66 points for Brentford, 64 and 64 for Fulham and Nottingham Forest. Just for the fact that they've not been in the prem for a very long time, I'd love to see Nottingham Forest go up. Um, I was looking at some of the uh, at I was, like, what are you guys called? Darby isn't going to make it. Preston is. And I love Preston's badge, dude. Preston North End. But they're not going to make it. Cardiff City, I don't think they're going to get back up. Um, I. Oh, Alexis, we lost you. I'd be interested in looking at some of uh, the next upcoming matches. And Brentford is playing Reading. Uh, and Wigan, which is going to be a, a two not not easy matches, but two relatively easy matches, and then Charlton. Nottingham Forest actually has to play Fulham in about two weeks, so it's going to be fun. But how I could I can. How many games are left in the in the championship? Uh, it looks like there's well, they, seven seven weeks left. They play they play more than thirty eight games. They play like forty two. Oh well, you know what? This is all messed up because the dates are on different. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely more um, like the rounds are all messed up, you know, because the people are playing like three a week at some point. Yeah, they play. There's definitely more uh, uh, matches or whatever, but yeah, I I hope. Obviously, we're we're rooting for Leeds. I just put the in the in the chat our YouTube link for. Uh, our interview with Jack Harrison. Really, really fun. If you haven't uh, checked it out, please do so. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. I think we're like three away from uh, 3,000 uh, subscribers. Yeah, no, we've never really focused on it, but we've been trying to put more clips up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, uh, follow, like, subscribe, and hit that notification button. Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> so the, um, yeah, look, we're we're definitely leads stands right now. It'd be so dope to see uh, Jack Harrison in the Premier League. It's it's it's. I would it, love to see Jack Harrison lose to Arsenal in the Premier League. Also, Bielsa, dude. He did, but he Bielsa. Already, he already did lose to Arsenal uh, in the FA Cup. In the uh, FA Cup, I know, but it's, I'd be I, it'll be fun <laughs> to watch it happen twice. But yo, Bielsa, who is the guy who taught my favorite coach mm-hmm. Sampaoli how to how to manage. Uh, it'd be fun to just see Bielsa the press conferences, dude. Bielsa versus Mourinho. Damn, it's gonna be fun next season. I agree. Uh, so I hope, uh, I hope it happens. Um, and and Leeds has been very entertaining this year. Jack, in particular, is um, the leading assist. Uh, um, he has the most assists on the team uh, this season. So again, having an incredible year, dude. Is a kid. He went from you know uh, left the Manchester United academy, came to the U.S. to to go to school. Berkshire. 
the Berkshire, Berkshire Academy, went to Wake Forest for one year, gets uh, the number one pick in the MLS Super Draft, uh, gets traded to NYCFC, uh, coaches Patrick Vieira. He is he's, he's a stud. He's like, playing super, super well. Uh, and then gets sold to Manchester City, and then loaned to Leeds. And uh, and now he's out here flexing with mega tight pants on uh, Instagram. So you love yeah, to see dude. it. <laughs> yeah, he went full Dominican. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's a little too much time in the Bronx. All right. Look, <laughs> I like to think it was some of my influence. All right. Uh, so uh, super cool. Uh, all right. I think you took it easy on them burgers. I got one more question. Is uh, This is from Boston Nick. He said, all the stupid hashtag Heath out Mancha, uh, Minnesota United fans want Adrian Heath at the helm of Everton. What are your thoughts, Christian? Adrian Heath to supplant <laughs> one of the most decorated managers in the history of the game. Ancelotti. Look, I'll say it's I'm fine with the the idea and the, even the discussion, but uh I think uh Carlo uh Ancelotti has not done anything yet at Everton. I don't think he's instilled any any strong kind of philosophy. I don't think, you know, we see how he's been kind of handled Moise Keane. I don't know who, I don't know who to blame more. Is that, is that on, is that on Moise Keane? Is that on Ancelotti? Like you would just, you want, you sort of expect more uh, from him. And I don't know if it's going to take, again, it's just going to take some time. Uh, you know, he, he hasn't even had a full year uh, or, or a transfer window. Um so at, at the moment, I'm fine with any discussion of like Adrian Heath. Obviously, is a Everton legend. Uh, I, I could see I could see him there one day. I, I don't know. He really he would have to do really really well in Minnesota uh, to to, to yeah. gain that kind of trust. Which he has kind of turned Minnesota around. Like when he first got to Minnesota, I was like, he's not going to last very long. He sucked at Orlando City. He's going to suck here. He's I don't know. He's been proven to me that he's a much much more of a better. He's a much better coach than I expected. That said. Do you think, because I, I don't follow Everton as closely as you do, do you think the Ancelotti uh, sort of essence will be sprinkled onto Everton more in the offseason? Do you think he'll be able to get more of what he's looking out of the team? He'll be able to maybe get some players in that he knows, get a system and put in place? Or do you think this is what you're going to get? No, they, they need players. They need players. I mean, the... I mean, I, I don't know when I think of any particular players, nobody stands out as like, oh, this is this guy's gonna be perfect for Carlo Ancelotti. I mean, I, I think up front there is that's where I have the most comfort. Dominic Convert Lewin, when he's you know started playing more games, I didn't know exactly what to expect, but I think he's becoming I think he can become a I don't want to say Harry Kane, but he's like that type of player. Uh he, he doesn't have the the the, the same skill from like he can't shoot from farther out, but he's like as far as like a bit of a poacher. I think he could. I think he could be that, and I, th- I think he can do it well. But the, I mean, outside of that, I don't know who sort of stands out as like, yo, this the, him and Ancelotti are gonna get along perfectly. I think Everton have to have a lot to figure out. And yeah, where's the where's Theo Walcott gonna fit in? Where is it will be gonna uh, uh, fit in? They just got rid of Morgan Snyderlin, uh, who that was supposed to be a big signing coming coming from Manchester United. Um, and he uh, that didn't work out. Gilfie Sigurdsson, is he the architect that Everton need in the middle? And he he barely I mean my he barely touches the ball and he barely yeah. makes <laughs> really uh, like uh, effective passes that move the game forward. Um, 
so I, I think Everton need well, whoever Angelotti's going to get is going to they need a midfielder that can control the game. And that, that's I think the big issue. They lost uh, Adrisa uh, Gay who went to PSG, and he was he was our like Angolo Kante. And when yeah. he was going the ball, was incredibly a, a, a great defender, and he was kind of uh, represented that same like work work rate and effort that Everton that Evertonians sort of expect. Uh, and also, he was really good at being able to switch from a defensive to offensive mindset. Yes. he was able to spring that offense very very well. I, I, honestly, I, I think things got worse when Gilfie Sigurdsson signed. What two years ago? Three years ago? Which is so shocking to say, because at the time we thought this was a coup for Everton. You know, uh, yeah, he has not been, he has not been great. So they no. they got they got to figure that out. So I uh, hope hope they do. Up the toffees, let's go. <laughs> so what did we figure out today? Arsenal are the biggest club of all. <laughs> Klopp deserves Player of the Year, <laughs> and Gilfie Sigurdsson. Let's go to the week. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Talk to you of the week. Uh, <laughs> so, um, okay. So this is, uh, so everybody, thanks again for hanging out uh, with us on Twitch. Uh, uh, shout out uh, to you. Thank you for your questions. And uh, so this this show will also, uh, like we said before, will be a podcast. You can listen to the Cool Against podcast every single Wednesday, uh, wherever you get your podcast. So please subscribe. Uh, feel free to also leave a review on iTunes. And you know what? I'm going to leave the link for that as well on the, on the chat. So uh, we're, yeah, we're always trying to get more uh, reviews and just to climb up the iTunes charts. And you can just click on that link right there. Uh, and please leave a review. That, it w- would be very helpful. It helps more people hear about the show, uh, uh, the podcast, the TV show, everything. It's all one, one big thing. Uh, one, we're one happy unit <laughs> mm-hmm. uh okay so uh anything else alexis that we need to wrap up with what do you think that's it we got to do a mad questions we do got to do a mad questions yeah so that also will be for um our gully squad members and and uh and then also the people in the chat obviously the gully squad members get to ask the questions first and we, we prioritize those and if you'd like to uh join gully squad feel free to do that right at this link right there and <laughs> it's uh fuacata.com uh <laughs> <laughs> no is that? um and uh yeah so we're going to be doing another one of those uh real soon so uh make sure you tune in and make sure if you're not following us on twitch please uh do so and let people know that you like this twitch channel uh yeah, and you, you think you, other people should follow it uh, all right. Um, and also, um, yeah, so follow us on social media so you can see the uh, where that's where we're going to ask you to ask the questions. So we'll put it up on Twitter. We'll put it up on Instagram uh, for you guys to send us questions for us to answer on Matt questions. So whatever. It, it doesn't even have to be. We almost for Matt questions, we almost try to not even make it about soccer. It's about other stuff. You know, like we asked, like uh, somebody asked a question that got such a reaction uh, once we put the clip up. Uh, well, who would win in a fight? Chopped cheese from New York or a Philly cheesesteak, which was an incredible question. And we answered that it was chopped cheese and all hell broke loose. And I don't think we're welcome in Philly anymore. <laughs> we're in South Jersey. Uh, but any questions you guys have, anything at all, would you rather is all those send it to us, but we'll post it. The only way you're going to know that we post it is if you follow us on Instagram and or Twitter. Correct. Uh, all right. Which is all down below. So everybody, thank you again for hanging out. Thank you for listening uh, to the show. So with that said, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. And together, what are we? The Cooligan!